Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network. Broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers including CNN Broadcast Network. Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, one and all. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to check us out online on all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV, our radio website, xzoneradiotv.com, and our network website, xzbn.net. And we're coming to you around the world on iHeartRadio, the mutual broadcast network, Talkstar Radio Network across Europe and Asia on Euro Radio TV. And, of course, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. My guest this hour is Kelly Sullivan Walden, and she's on a mission to awaken the world to the power of dreams. She is known as America's premier dream expert. She is the number one best-selling author of six dream books, including I Had the Strangest Dream, It's All in Your Dreams, Love, uh, The Love, Sex, and Relationship Dream Dictionary, Dream Oracle Cards, Dreaming Heaven, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions, and the soon-to-be-released Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. Her website is kellysullivanwalden.com. And Kelly, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's great having you with us, Kelly. Tell me, uh, what got you so interested in dreams? And by the way, dreams is one of my favorite subjects. Oh, I'm so glad. Um Dreams have been a part of my life. Um, I mean, for most of us, dreams are mm-hmm. a, a huge part of our life. It's just that most people don't know how big of a part of our life it is. Um, I started 
paying attention to dreams when I was about five. And because I have a, a younger sister that we we would have tandem dreaming experiences, I think because of that, we would share about them in our waking life. And that became kind of this, without realizing mm-hmm. what we were doing, we were bridging the gap between dreams and our waking reality. And that became a habit. So that became a normal thing that we did. And I didn't know that everybody wasn't doing this or that it was anything special, but the fact that we would show up in each other's dreams, have similar dream characters, similar dreamscapes, and even talk out loud in our dreams to each other from inside the dream, (laughs) um, made it so that dreams were just, they, they kind of weaved between the, the sleeping time dreams and the waking dreams. So that's how I got started in that. Wow. Does everyone dream? We all dream. It's been clinically proven that we all dream between three to nine dreams every night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people, some people that are on heavy medication. They have a difficult time I'm remembering dreams or their dreams get sublimated. They don't necessarily have the full dream cycle that would help them be um, more psychologically balanced. But most of us, 99% of us, if you're if we're at all functioning, mm-hmm. then we're dreaming three to nine dreams every night. Wow. Why are some dreams uh, reported in black and white and other dreams in color? That's an interesting one. You know, I, from what I understand, mm-hmm. I, I believe that most of our dreams are actually in color. We, we see things with our visual cortex in our, in our dreams, similarly to the way we process them in our waking reality. So the, the, the issue tends to be that sometimes certain colors will stand out more vividly. So it seems like all of a sudden, here's a dream that's clearly in color, where as by contrast, everything else is in black and white. But that's not necessarily true. Although there are some dreams that are very specifically black and white, and those tend to stand out. Now, there was a research study done years ago about people that grew up with black and white television versus Mm. color television. And it's believed that people that lived during that era that had black and white TV as a, as a big part of their early um, upbringing and then, um, a, you know, early adulthood, we could say, that they would sometimes process more dreams black and white. But to me, what stands out is when, when there is a color or when there is a specific black and white element, that's a symbol unto itself. It's something to additionally drill into and, and discover. And, and we can talk more at length about, about what the colors might mean or what black and white might mean symbolically. Sounds like a plan. Kelly, please stand by. Thank you so much for joining us. Exonation Kelly Sullivan Walden is our special guest. And Kelly's website is www.kellysullivanwalden.com. This hour here in the Exxon, dreams. And Kelly and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This 
is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. Kelly Sullivan Walden is my very special guest. We're talking about dreams this hour here in the XO. And if you'd like to uh, get some information about Kelly, her website is Kelly Sullivan Walden. And uh, Kelly has an upcoming book that we're going to also be talking about, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. Kelly, why do people dream? Oh, wow, that's a big question. Um, For so many reasons. For, I would say, on the very most basic level, we dream to be sane. We dream to be able to have a way, like a filing system, to be able to put all of the data that we accumulate all day mentally into bins of what we need to keep, what we need to sort out, and what is kind of the red hot items so that we can function in this world, especially this current world that has so much data flying at us. But I would say on a more esoteric spiritual perspective, our dreams remind Mm -hmm. us that we are connected to something much greater than our physical reality. And often we'll have dreams that connect us with people from the other side, people that have passed on, or we get a glimpse of coming attractions. We get a sense of, you know, there's been people that have um, sent dreams mm-hmm. to me. They were in the middle of a health crisis or, a, or a, a financial crisis, and then they get a dream that gives them tremendous comfort or tremendous insight about how to navigate their way through their, their issues that never could have occurred to them in their regular waking, logical state of mind. So from a higher perspective, I think our dreams help to evolve us into what I like to think of as human 2.0, the better, more enlightened version of who we're capable of being. Would you say, based on your expertise as a dream expert, that the dream realm is an alternative reality that we all encounter each and every night? Mm, I like the way you put that. Yeah, I do. I think, uh, you know, some, some 
shamanic practitioners mm-hmm. or shamans would say it's the reality. It's not just an alternative reality that this waking state that we're in right now is more of an alternative reality. But just like, you know, we're doing a radio show right now, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of radio signals and there's different stations that yeah. you can access on the dial. And dreams are the the phenomenon that we call nighttime dreaming is like one of those stations on the dial. It's where we all go every night. And within that circuit, within that 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 um, station, we could say there's a much there's a bunch of substations. So yeah, it and and we could also say that it happens simultaneous with our waking state, that it's not something that is that happens at night when we go to sleep, but it weaves throughout our waking reality. And some people experience great insights via daydreams or meditation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a state of, in some ways, heightened or um, beyond ordinary reality that we all have access to. And if we knew how valuable and viable and um, gold, what gold it was, we would spend more time paying attention to it and navigating it and bringing it into our ordinary state of mind. Is there a danger if someone does not dream? That's a great question. Um, here's the thing. A lot of people tell me they don't dream. Mm -hmm. And what they really mean by that is that they don't remember their dreams. So is there a danger to not remembering your dreams? No, not necessarily, because most, most people that are functioning rather well will say that they just don't have time to remember dreams and they're okay. Um, there's to me my my passion is in getting people connected to to their dreams because i think that we function better we function at a higher level and that's been clinically proven there's been many research studies that show this that we're more intuitive we're better navigators of our life's direction when we are paying attention to dreams but to those people who don't literally dream the ones who have some kind of a psychological um Block. disability right. or they're on such heavy medication yeah it there is there is a danger actually there was a study done years ago where they interrupted sleeping people they interrupted their REM cycle mm-hmm. for three days in a row and they were all healthy normal functioning people but because their REM cycle and that's where you have your rapid eye movement that's where your deep bigger dreams happen every 45 minutes as you sleep because those cycles were interrupted within three days, even though those people were still getting sleep because their dreams, their big dreams were interrupted, they began to display signs of of psychosis because wow. they weren't dreaming. So that study kind of indicates that we need we sleep mm-hmm. in order to dream and we dream in order to at the very least be sane and at the on the higher level to be able to evolve and become more enlightened. What is the physiology behind dreaming? Okay, well, I'm not a scientist, but I know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I know is are when we're awake let's just contrast what happens when we're awake versus when we sleep our prefrontal cortex which is our evolved brain as as some would say it's our logic our reasoning our willpower it's what governs most of our thinking throughout the day when we're awake Mm -hmm. when we go to sleep 
that part of our brain shuts off. It needs a break because it's exhausted from all of the many hours of running the show. So while it's asleep, our limbic brain, that's more of our primal brain, it wakes up and it runs the show. And I like to say it runs the show with a bullhorn because it's unrestrained. It's like the kids don't have a babysitter anymore and the kids go wild and they get to do all the stuff that was suppressed by day. So if there was a sexual attraction that they had to suppress by day, guess what? There's going to be a sexual dream where you get to play out everything that you wished happened by day. Or if you wanted to tell your boss to bleep off, (laughs) then at night you get to say all those things and you get to let them out so that you can be so that you can return it's like you pass the baton back to your logic your Mm -hmm. reasoning the moment you wake up in the morning and your limbic brain and your association cortex and all that wild creative stuff goes to sleep sort of it takes a back seat to your logic which is why when we wake up in the morning our logic is now in the in the driver's seat i see and it looks over at this dream material and it says that's ridiculous that's it doesn't make any sense so it wants to discard it because it's looking at it from a logical perspective, which is dangerous because our dreams don't speak in a logical way. It speaks in the language of emotion, of images, of metaphor. So if we look at our dreams from the perspective of our metaphoric, symbolic way of thinking and and looking at things, then our dreams start to make sense. But um, that's kind of like the trade-off between our waking reality and our sleeping reality. I hope that sort of makes sense. It certainly did, and thank you for that. What are some of the, or what are the three biggest dream misconceptions, as well as their corresponding truths? Mm. I would say the first one is what we've already talked about, mm-hmm. that that many people will say, well, I just don't dream. Right. And the truth is, is that most of us, 99.9% of us are dreaming every night. In fact, three to nine big dreams every night. Wow. The issue isn't about whether or not you dream. The issue is whether or not you remember your dreams. So that's that I would say that's misconception. Numero uno. Numero uno. And Numero uno and numero dos. <laughs> I just got back from Mexico. <laughs> I can, can tell. tell. Yeah. <laughs> Number two is that we have bad dreams. Mm-hmm. And just because we have nightmares doesn't mean they're bad. That's that's what my response is to people talking about bad dreams that make them not want to remember dreams. My response and my bumper sticker, if I could hand it out to everybody, it would be, there's no such thing as a bad dream. Every single dream, even the scary ones, even the terrifying dreams come to us in service of our health, our healing and our wholeness. So we would retrain our brain from saying, oh, my God, that was a horrible dream. I want to forget about it or I want to ditch it or I don't Mm -hmm. want to remember dreams. We would say instead, wow, I had a scary, scary dream. Yay. I must be healing something. I must be really moving through a rite of passage. I'm learning something about my own power. Yay. Isn't this exciting? Why haven't dreams been more carefully studied and understood and been part of the uh, learning of what we call to be reality. Oh, but there has been. Oh, there is so much research. It's just a matter of it hitting mainstream. And I 
I think your question is excellent because it's just like so many things. And I know that on your show, you touch on UFOs Mm and, and, and information that's, that's not necessarily mainstream, but it doesn't mean that the research isn't there. It doesn't mean that it hasn't been going on just beneath the radar all these years, right in front of our faces. It's kind of like that, um, that saying and that reality about when we're not, when we're looking for something, we find it. And when we're not looking for it, even if it's staring us straight in the face, we won't see it. So like they talked about the, the, the primitive people that saw the ships coming over Mm -hmm. Columbus's ships coming over to North America and how they didn't recognize them as ships because they didn't know what a ship was. So until they, until later when people go, oh, that's a ship and we see it coming. If you don't know what it is, then it just goes into the discard heap in your mind. But when you later, I mean, this is a silly, silly metaphor, but somebody once years ago gave me one of those gift cards that was like a Visa gift card that you can buy at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's such a cool thing. It's like a little credit card and you can buy that. Where do you get those things? And all of a sudden, because it was on my radar, next time I went to the grocery store, I saw them all over the place. And I said, oh, did you all just get these? No, we've had these here for years. I thought, what? They're right at the checkout stand. They're everywhere. But I never, ever saw them. And they're such a simple, basic, ordinary thing. So I think it's just the matter of um, Justin Timberlake has a song called Bringing Sexy Back. Mm -hmm. I think I'm bringing dreams back so that it becomes this thing like, oh, duh, I should have had a V8. Oh, yeah, I could have been remembering (laughs) these dreams all along. It's all here. It's been here all along. Right. (laughs) Um, what are some of the life-changing as well as multi-million dollar ideas that have come to people in their dreams ah well this actually ties into you asked for the three dream misconceptions and here's one misconception okay dreams don't have practical value so there's some very logical successful busy people that say well dreams are nice and fine and fabulous but i don't have time from the moment i wake up in the morning i've got a busy schedule i'm an important person bada bing bada boom Mm -hmm. and the truth is if you're really that busy and you're really that important you would definitely take at least five minutes every morning to pay attention to your dreams when you realize how many valuable dream insights have contributed to life, to people's prosperity, to the prosperity of our our world. And so I think that we would all do that. So some million dollar ideas. One example is somebody that I know personally. All right, we're going to have to have a little a bit of a cliffhanger. Of mine, so we're going go, to have a really cliffhanger happened. here. We're going to have not to... just something we're going yes. to have to have a cliffhanger because I've got to take my news break at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> you got it. All right. Kelly uh, Kelly Sullivan Walden is my guest to this hour, XO Nation. Her website is www.kellysullivanwalden.com. And when we come back, we're going to hear about million-dollar ideas that have come to people in dreams and much more. Dreams is the topic this hour here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Nation, Kelly Sullivan Walden is our special guest. Kelly's got a new book coming out uh, very shortly entitled Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. But uh, Kelly has a number of books all over the place. If you'd like more information about Kelly or her books, visit her online at www.kellysullivanwalden.com. All right, Kelly, before we went to the news break, we were talking, just got into the topic of multi-million dollar dreams. And you were going to tell us a few stories. Yes. Let me tell you, let me start with one and then one that that is in the new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Dreams and the Unexplainable. But this first one is somebody who was in a dream group with me. Mm -hmm. He was in real estate. The the market was tanking and he was stressed and worried. And he went to sleep and did what I encourage everybody to do, which is ask your dreams a question. It's called dream incubation. Before you go to bed, you ask a question um, about you say to your dreams, I would like, help me dream about X, X zone, um, whatever the issue is du jour that you're dealing with. So he said, I need, please help me figure out what I'm going to do financially. So he had a dream that seemed to make absolutely no sense when he woke up. The dream was simply about the cell phone towers. And he was commenting in his dream about how ugly they were and how unsightly they were. So in his dream, he was he was attaching branches of trees to the cell phone towers in kind of this makeshift way. And so he woke up, he wrote his dream down, it made no sense, but, and then he drew a picture of what he dreamt, cell phone towers, and then with a tree superimposed on top of it. And he thought, oh my God, this, is, this has to be my new business. He was covered in chills. He patented his idea, his fake tree design idea, and now throughout every urban area in North America and probably beyond, there are fake tree designs covering cell phone towers so that they don't look so unsightly. And the dude is a multimillionaire. Hmm. So there you go. That's one idea. Can I tell you another one Please that is, isn't multi-millions, but it's a lot of money. <laughs> so so the, the long story short is um, this woman, and I don't have her name on the top of my head, but it's in the book, Dreams in the Unexplainable Chicken Soup for the Soul. Anyway, in her, it st- the story starts off with her running an antique business that was um, a very sweet company business that she started with her mom. And she realized that she herself wasn't that passionate about antiques and it showed because she had no business literally sometimes in a day she would make ten dollars or some days no money at all and she was her business was was really declining all of her savings had she'd gone through all of it she was stressed to the max and she just kept having a series of dreams during this very stressful time that she was winning the lottery and so she did something uncharacteristic to her she went and she bought 
lottery tickets and nothing came of it. She thought, okay, that's ridiculous. Nothing's coming of it. But on the final night that she's closing down her shop, literally uh, like packing everything, she's saying to the universe, I really, if there is a lottery that I'm supposed to win, you got to give me more specific information. Like what are the numbers? Like, give me something I can grab onto. In her dream, she saw the liquor store that she was going that that she was supposed to go to, and she saw the name of the kind of lottery tickets to buy. It was called Lucky for Life, and she saw a series of numbers. And she woke up, wrote all of that down, and of course marched right over to the that liquor store that she recognized mm-hmm. from her dream. And she asked the guy, "Is there something called Lucky for Life?" And the guy said, well, it's a matter of there's like 20 different kinds of lottery tickets you could buy. And there is one called Lucky for Life. And she purchased that one, several of them, and she filled it out. And lo and behold, she won the jackpot. And the woman gets something like $20,000 a month for the rest of her life. Wow. Good for her. These are the kind of stories yeah. I like because people <laughs> are made happy. Happy people make me happy. And the cool icing on top is that she realized in the process of giving up the antique store, Mm -hmm. this isn't my passion. So what is my passion? And she decided no matter what I do, I want to be a writer. She's a very good writer. The story is very well written. And she's dedicated herself to going back to school, getting a master's of fine arts degree, and she's writing all kinds of short stories. So she's pursuing what she's really meant to do. And so there's, you know, the added benefit of she's not just won the lottery and now her life is now she's drinking alcohol every day and she's like you know <laughs> become a mess but she's like really using that to be truly lucky for life doing what she's here to do i i think the fact of the dream having the liquor store and it was kind of a bit of a <clears throat> telltale sign there <laughs> right she could okay. have gone one of two ways well, but I'm, she just right well at least at least she's happy <laughs> She's very happy. There's there's another story that's actually that involves liquor. If you don't mind me telling you this, it's not about. I love them. There's a a woman who is. She she comes into um she comes into money that has nothing to do with her dreams. Like there's um an um an inheritance, Mm -hmm. and she spends it all on a property, and for the next five years she's in property hell trying to get contractors, and she's and just reconstructing this house and it's five years of hell Mm -hmm. and she has a dream towards the end of this where she's in a bar I don't know why there's so much alcohol showing up in our conversation right now but she's in a bar and a woman that kind of looks like her walks up to her with a glass and she thinks the woman's going to offer her a drink but instead she smashes the glass into her forehead and yells at her wake up and the woman literally wakes up in her bed and she had got she had reached for a glass of water as she was asleep and had hit herself on the head and it woke her up and she realized I've been sleepwalking for the last five years. What the hell am I doing? So she ends up packing everything up, selling everything she has, going backpacking across the world and, and having this incredible adventurous experience and getting out of this hell that she had been in. And that dream was what shook her awake. It was like she told her higher self telling herself, wake up or I'm going to smack you. And she kind of did. Unreal. The, 
<laughs> I don't know why I love that story so much. I, I don't know why you, two of your stories have liquor stores in them. I but, don't know. I think mm. I need a drink. Just kidding. I'll drink maybe to that. You just did come back from Mexico, so maybe. <laughs> I did. I did. A little tequila. It was uh, my birthday two days ago. So. Oh, belated yeah. happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. What is, but there's so many other yeah. stories, like really incredible stories of dreams that, that did change people's lives. Here's one that, that people that are in your listening audience would probably recognize. Okay. Um, probably. I don't know for sure. But uh, years ago, there was the movie that came out, Twilight. It was a, It came out of a not the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. but Twilight. It was a series of very, very successful young adult novels, um, but about vampires yeah. and kind of otherworldly things. Are you familiar with that I series? Sure, I sure am. My wife loves them. Okay. <laughs> I love them. I don't know that my husband loved them nearly as much as I did. But Stephanie Meyer, the woman who wrote this series of books, she was a stay-at-home mom, I think three or four kids, mm-hmm. um, not working, struggling, and she had a very vivid dream one night about a vampire that was very sexy and very much attracted to this girl in the dream, very attracted to her blood, but because he was so chivalrous, he refused to devour her. And that that sexy tension of, I want you, but I'm, I'm going to honor you and I'm not going to devour you was so compelling to her that she wrote about it and she started to, and she ended up writing her very first novel. She had never written anything before in her life. And that novel got picked up by a major publisher. She got a four book contract that turned into the series of, of films that came out called Twilight that, and, and the woman is a millionaire and (laughs) she, her, she started her career as a Mm -hmm. very successful writer, all inspired by this very bizarre dream. Not to mention the three liquor stores she bought with the rest of her money. (laughs) Not to mention that she can now drink every day of her life (laughs) without giving it a care. You see, you see the drinks are on the house. You see the characters in, in her book drink blood, but she drinks tequila. (laughs) And she calls it tequila. (laughs) I've been to Mexico, so I'm well aware, and I have in the past related to that saying very... (laughs) Stay away from the worm. Just stay away. Well, you know the old saying, eh? the guy goes into church, and uh, you know the minister is giving a a sermon, and he says, the minister says, "In in this glass I have water, and in this glass I have alcohol. He said, and I take this little worm and I drop the worm into the water and look what happens. It lives, it thrives, it is alive. And I take that worm and I drop the worm into alcohol and look what happens, the worm dies. So he says to the congregation, do you get the meaning of this message? A little drunk stands up and he back in the back and says, oh, oh sure, if you drink alcohol, you'll, you'll never have a worm. <laughs> That is a great story. I got to tell that next time I go to Mexico. You can have it. Oh, that's excellent. Um, I love it. I, I understand that there is a dream code, and that's D-R-E-A-M code. And I was wondering if you could tell us what that is. Oh, I'd be so happy to. This this is something that, that kind of came to me one day mm-hmm. um, as I was trying to create an elegant way for people to know what the heck to do with their dreams, especially people that are 
newly getting into them and people that have been doing it for a while but can sometimes get overwhelmed mm -hmm. and this is just a formula to keep it simple okay. and it's and it combines everything to do with dreams so it starts with d and that stands for declaration before you go to sleep set an intention and a declaration is an intention on steroids so you set a very strong intent that you're going to remember your dreams and if you want to get fancy with it you ask your dreams to give you specific guidance about what you need what's going on with you regarding just like the woman who dreamt about the liquor store mm -hmm. and the lottery and all of that so you can get very specific and to that end I created a dream declaration meditation for people that feel like oh I can't do that myself I need help so you can get it for free on my website which is I had the strangest dream.com so anyway that's D R is for remembrance and remembrance is is about how if you're going to work with dreams, it you, your entry into dream work is having a remembered dream. So you have to remember dreams. And one of the easiest ways to remember a dream is to, before you wake up in the morning, before you move your body, don't move a muscle until you've recalled at least one piece of one dream the most recent dream that you were having even if the little scrap of a dream feels completely ridiculous just like the guy who thought it was ridiculous that there was a cell phone tower and a tree covering it up like how could that be of any value hello it changed his life so don't discard anything as unnecessary or irrelevant take whatever little piece you have and write it down and if you here's the other little mini trick inside of that if you wake up in the morning and your mind is a blank and your dreams just disappeared don't worry what is write down in your journal the first thought that is on your mind even if it's not about a dream if you get into the habit of writing down your very first thought upon awakening and you just carve out that time and you get into the habit eventually a dream is going to show up in one of those first thoughts and then once you start learning how to catch it it becomes a habit and you'll keep doing it kelly stand by you and i have to take our final break for this uh, hour exonation Kelly Sullivan Walden is our guest. She's got a new book coming out, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Unexplainable. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. 
It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Kelly Sullivan Walden is our guest this hour, Exonation. Her website is kellysullivanwalden.com. We've been talking about dreams. And Kelly, how do we... How do we deal with a child who has had a nightmare or who has a recurring nightmare, who just can't understand the significance that you and I put to a dream that it is nothing frightening, it's nothing bad, it's it's a message, it's a lesson? Oh, this is a great question. I love this. Um, I think there's there's so much research actually and my own and um, clinical research that's out there about great ways to work with kids and one of the best things to teach them first first of all as a parent um, one of the best things to remember is to not invalidate the kid and not just and not say it was just a dream it, it's not real mm-hmm. because to the kid it was real it that's happened right. and that starts to invalidate their reality and it begins the process of them doubting themselves and not trusting themselves and maybe keeping secrets from you. So you want to say to comfort them, it's you're awake now, I'm with you, you're okay. You can say all of those things. And then you can also say um, your dream, you are the director of your dream. So let's make this, if your dream was a movie, know that a nightmare is an unfinished dream so you can finish the dream. And if you want to draw how you wish it would, uh, kids love to draw mm-hmm. or they can talk it out or they can do a play acting kind of a thing. But you can say, what would you like to do to, to make it so that you end up being strong or powerful so you can shrink the bad guy, you can turn the tables on the bad guy and start chasing them. You can put them in a little jar and or you can <laughs> you know, send them to the liquor store and I don't know. There we go. There's the but, liquor store um, again. <laughs> now we're turning kids into <laughs> boozers. Oh my God, I am Irish after all. No, but you can tell them. There's one example I love <laughs> about a kid who had a dream about a man mm-hmm. chasing him with a gun. And because he just mom, robbed the liquor store, right? He just exactly the kid's like no i want some tequila but <laughs> so really he tells his his mom says well what would you do if you could do anything in the dream and you could change it yeah. and the kid thought about it and he said well the guy would still have a gun and he'd still be shooting at me but instead of it being bullets it would be chocolate bullets Ooh. and i would open my mouth and i would eat them and then he said okay now and then he starts getting into it he's like and i would turn the guy into a chocolate bunny like i get in at easter time and i would chase him and then i would eat him and the kid was so happy yeah. so that was imagery rehearsal therapy this is the official fancy term that they call it and so what the kid did was this was the new way that he would that he would enact this dream in his mind if it should happen wow and, and he remembered what to do with it the next time so this is something that we can all do just know that a nightmare is an unfinished dream and as the director of your dream it's up to you to put a happy ending whatever that means to you mm-hmm. on your dream so that you are empowered you know you're, you're irish right 
as you so proudly <laughs> stated. Yes. Uh, so am I. So am I. Top of the morning to you. And the rest of the day to yourself. There you go. Oh, you could kiss the Malarney stone. I've been known well, to shoot it as well. Listen, <laughs> uh, what do you, do you know what the difference between an Irish wedding and an Irish wake is? No. One less drunk. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Oh, I love you. Ah, thank God you, dear. I love you. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Oh. Yeah, that, but you see, that's the Irish trinity. We left out the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just Joseph. Well, you know, Joseph, what did he ever do? But that's another. It depends another who you ask. It an... depends who you ask. Yeah, that's another show for another, another time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to get back on track here. No, I don't. Oh, but I, I'll do it anyway. Uh, tell us about Chicken Soup for the Soul: Dreams and the Unexplainable. Oh, this is such an exciting book. Um, we, oh, this. What do I say? Okay, so this is a hundred and one stories. Mm-hmm that will blow your socks off that will completely if you're if anybody's a skeptic about the power of dreams or the power of the things that we don't understand that are happening around us like premonitions yeah. like like synchronicities like hearing voices that other people might not hear but guide you into some pretty incredible situations um this book is full of stories that will give you chills, make you cry in a good way. And they're all really life affirming. Um, most of the stories, I'd say probably at least, at least half of the stories are dreams. And, um, the other are a combination of premonitions and insights, but, um, really it's about that, that sixth sense, that extrasensory perception that we all have and people paying attention to it and either saving a life. Can I give you one example? Do we have time for we one? Sure do, we, we sure do, dear. We sure do. No, we've got time. So this is just, uh, this is a healing dream. This is a woman named Aurora Winter. Mm-hmm. Her, she, her husband in real life died suddenly in bed next to her. He had a heart attack oh, no. and, and it was, so it took two years for her to begin. Like she just was mourning and grieving for two years and went from being the sunniest, happiest person you've ever met to being just so down in the dumps because she's got a son. She, it's it's just like, she's, it's, it's really sad. Anyway, she has a dream two years after the anniversary of her husband's death where he comes to her in an airport in the dream and mm-hmm. she looks at him and she's so happy to see him and and she's in tears and she also is angry at him like why did you leave us how could you do this and why did this happen and and he asks her three questions he says if you knew that i was going to die early would you have wanted to know and she thought about it as she's there in the airport and she's says, well, if I knew you were going to die, I would have all the time that we had together would have been filled with dread and I wouldn't have enjoyed our time together. So I guess, no, I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to know. And then the next question was, and if, if you knew I was going to die young, would you have still wanted us to have our son? And she thought about her son and she said, oh my God, he is, he is the light of my life. I, no matter what, I'm so glad that we had him. So, and then he said, and if, if you knew I was going to die young, would you have wished that you had never met me or married me? And she said, no, the time we spent was the best time of my life. So he said, so with this in mind, would you have wanted to change anything other than me dying and which couldn't have been avoided? And she realized, no, I, 
no, I, I wouldn't have changed anything. She woke up from that dream with that veil of grief having lifted and within no time people noticed the change in her and people started coming to her for grief counseling because they knew that she had had this kind of change of heart cut to present day she's now the head of the grief coach academy she's like she's coached thousands and thousands of people to go from heartbreak to happiness and this dream that came out of nowhere was such a turnaround for her and it's um, changed her life and gave her life a beautiful purpose. So that's one of the stories that what really a wonderful speaks story. to my heart. Let me ask you a, a metaphysical question here. Okay, nothing metaphysical, only stuff very concrete. Just kidding. Just kidding. Three rabbis walk into a liquor store. So. <laughs> okay, no, let, 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 us, uh, let us say that <laughs> I don't know if you believe in past lives or not. Yes. But a lot of our listeners yeah. do believe in past lives. Okay. Is it possible that in a dream they can actually dream a part of their past life? Oh, yeah, this is this is great. Well, I my my personal belief system mm. kind of aligns with someone who you may know. I don't know if you're familiar with Bashar, Daryl Anka, who yep. channels Bashar. So I love the perspective that there's not future lives and past lives, but there's multiple simultaneous yes. lives. Mm -hmm. So kind of like back to the radio dial yeah. analogy, they're all stacked on top of one another and we can kind of pick which one we tune into. Um, so I believe that our dreams absolutely reveal pieces of both what we call the past and what we call the future for sure. So many people, and there's been some incredible stories of people that had no reference point for the information that they received from a dream that gave them very specific information about a life that it turns out evidence points to the fact that they must have lived in this life because how else would they have ever gotten the information about certain ships, certain historical yeah. facts that, that were kind of only partially known and then they revealed more about it. So I... I absolutely know that that's true. A friend of mine, Elanka Herezi, who was written about in, oh God, I will think of the, hopefully I will remember the author's name, Stitchin? Stitch Zachariah Stitchin? Yes, yeah. that one, Zachariah Stitchin. He interviewed her at length because she, in hypnosis regression, revealed so much information about the female... Um, Oh God! Egyptian Pharaoh has has chest put. Mm -hmm. I think is how you pronounce it. That no historian had ever known. So she picked up where people what people did know, and she took it, and and was able to reveal so many details that were later found out to be true. Mm -hmm. And it was through her dreams and that was able to call on the stuff that actually has great uh, historical um, data connected to it. Kelly, so, I hate to do this, yeah. my dear, but you and I have just run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you <laughs> ever so much for joining us. It's been, a, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show. 
You are amazing. And can I tell you, your voice is so enchanting. I would spend time with you anytime in this realm, in the dream realm, past, present, or future. It would be so much fun. And maybe we'll get a drink and some tequila someday. That sounds like a plan. I'll look forward to it. But until we do, I'd love to have you back on the show at a future time and learn and tell more wonderful dream stories. Until then, much continued success to you. And thank you for the great work that you do. Thank you so much. And right back at you. Thank you so much. I look forward to our next connection. Until then, in the dream world, we will continue this conversation. All right, Kelly. Good night, dear. ExoNation, Kelly Sullivan Walden has been our guest this hour. KellySullivanWalden.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. <laughs> 